Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 403rd episode of MTG Fast Finance, the podcast that's just as happy as you are to combo off with rainbow elephants. MTG Fast Finance is your weekly podcast covering the world of Magic the Gathering finance, collection management, and speculation. I'm your host, James Chilcott, a.k.a. at MTG Critic on Twitter. My co-host is Cliff Daigle, a.k.a. at Word of Commander on Twitter, and we're here to help you folks make and save money playing our favorite game, Magic the Gathering. Hello, everybody. As always, I'm looking forward to diving into all the developments of the week. But before we do, I want to remind our listeners that this show is produced by mtgprice.com, the leading MTG finance community. Please sign up today at mtgprice.com to plan your specs, chat on a great Discord, and read articles by some of the best financial minds in the hobby. MTG Fast Finance is proudly sponsored by Cool Stuff, Inc., where you can find all sorts of cool nerdy stuff in stock, including all the best in Magic the Gathering singles, sealed product, and a plethora of other collectibles. Use the promo code FINANCE5, that's the number 5, during checkout at CoolStuffInc.com. Save 5% off your order and support this podcast as you're doing your Black Friday shopping. Cliff, what is on the agenda this week? Well, first we've got our metagame week in review. We've got the modern and pioneer challenges to talk about. Uh, segment two has our top paper movers of the week. Segment three has our top movers online. In segment four, you and I have some cards to watch. And then in segment five, we've got a new secret layer to talk about. All righty. Jumping right into the metagame week in review. Black Red Scam continues to throw up danger signals in that format after a few years of being relatively calm waters. Black Red Scam in 1st, 3rd, 4th, and 5th. That's 4 out of the top 8 on this past Friday's Modern Challenge, November 17th. In 2nd place, you had a Mono Black Coffers deck making a rare appearance. Amulet Titan in 6th. Jund making a rare rare appearance in 7th, although they've been making a bit of a comeback in the last few months. And then 4-color Omnath Beanstalk in 8th. Interestingly, the the Beanstalk decks just seemed so OP as they were emerging onto the scene, but we just don't see as many of them in the top eight as the Scam decks. I mean, Scam is able to be a turn faster and do things a turn more ridiculously, and while Beans is amazing, if your hand's been stripped out of the things that start everything going, I'm not super shocked by this. Although Beans has a, a good chance to refill its hand, at least, if you can manage to keep a Beans out. I think there's also something to be said for the cost of the money pile decks, right? Like that could be pushing there's people also off that, yeah. both on Magic Online and in paper. Uh, that is a, a gate, bit of a gatekeeping scenario. Now, over in the Pioneer Showcase Challenge this Sunday, 431 players. And boy, howdy, was there a bunch of new tech on display here. This thing was taken down by Quintorius Combo. Yeah, that Quintorius, Quintorius Canned, the three red-white Planeswalker for four loyalty. But what people may not have initially realized is that whenever you cast a spell from exile, Quintorius Canned deals two damage to each opponent and you gain two life. Plus one creates a 3-2 red and white spirit creature token. Minus three discovers four. So what you do with the discover four, which functionally goes and gets a permanent four or less is you go looking for your clever impersonators, your spark doubles, and I guess trumpeting Carnosaur is also an option here. Yep, uh, Carnosaur will also get it going. And almost everything else in the deck, in the same fashion as 
Cascade decks in Modern is falsely labeled at a higher casting cost so that you can slip in a bunch of these shenanigans because you have Leyline Binding as a six casting cost that often costs one or two. Virtue of Persistence has a lower casting cost. Seven. Front side and then a backside for more. You've got Herd Migrations and Consigned to Oblivions to set this whole thing up just completely wild. The you discover four, you go get a spark double, you get another Quintorius Canned. It doesn't have, it's not legendary, so it goes and gets another one, which gets another one. And does Discover just put things straight into play or does it cast them from exile? It, uh, so you do basically the cascade bit where you exile cards until you hit something with the right cost. And with Discover, you have the choice of putting it in your hand or casting it without paying its mana cost. Right. So if they, if you hit one of these spark doubles and keep rolling, then you're getting a four-point life swing each time you pull it off, yeah? Well, I mean, if you hit another spark double, then it's six points. I, I originally didn't understand this either because I was just like, four spark double and two impersonator. What the hell? But the problem, the thing is, is like you said, spark double is not legendary. And therefore, the first one's two. The second one's going to be a total of four. The third one's going to be a total of six. And... By then, you've chained everybody out because you've got all these extras to go get. Very, very amusing. So, interesting to see if that deck has legs. I, I also flagged in that deck that aside from the four Quintorius, the four Spark Double, there's also ten Trilands in the form of Triomes and two Xander's Lounge and two Rafine's Tower. Uh, so that this deck could put some pressure on those as well if it gets popular. The second place deck was also Spice. It was a Geological Appraiser deck deck, which is a 3-2 human artificer out of Caverns of Ixalan, 2 and 2 red. When it enters the battlefield, if you cast it, you discover 3. Then that lets you go get a glass pool mimic. You've also got Doomscar Titans in the deck, Geological Appraisers, whereas was a 4 of, as we said, 4 Trumpeting Carnosaur, 1 Galta Stampede, Stampede Tyrant, four Creative Outburst, four Magma Opus, four Eldritch Evolution, two Elemental Masterpiece, four Connive and Concoct, and four Bedeck and Bedazzle. Wild stuff, man. Wild stuff. The Creative Outbursts and the Opuses are just there for treasures to cut one turn off this whole combo. It's pretty far out there. So how does this play out when the first Geological Appraiser hits the board? So the appraiser gets you an Eldritch Evolution, which lets you go get uh, something that costs two more, right? Or a Glasspool Mimic, which becomes a new appraiser, which then tries to go get an Evolution. Right. So you're going to get an Evolution. Uh, let me make sure I'm remembering, right, because I haven't played with uh, Evolution in a while. It's either one or two. I think they tried to fix it. It's plus uh, two. Plus two. So then what you're hit, what you're going to hit then is you can go get the Carnosaur, which will then uh, go get you know some more appraisers. You're going to go a bunch of times until you have a bunch of things in play, and then you're going to Doomscar Titan will be the last uh, time that you Eldritch Evolution into something. And that comes into play just like Imidane's Recruiter, only it's five mana. So you get to do this and just you know win, because everything gets plus one, plus oh, in haste. And the Kanaev Concoct, Bedeck Bedazzle are neither permanents nor are they low casting costs. So they're just yeah. bonus. Well, money. it doesn't matter about being permanents. The question is, uh, do they 
No, discover doesn't care about permanence. No, just a, a non-land. It can be a spell. Oh. That's the whole point. Geological appraiser always hits Eldritch Evolution. Well, yeah, I just thought that it, that was because discover only hits permanence. No, discover hits spells too. Got it. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's, it's way it's too just, close to Cascade. It's just Cascade. For yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big surprise. Cascade decks causing trouble on week one of Pioneer. Imagine that. Free spells are problematic. So, the rest of this showcase challenge was Red White Convoke, then three copies of Blue Red Arclight Phoenix, and two of which had four copies of Picklock Prankster, Black Red Sacrifice in sixth, and Black Red Midrange in seventh. So, Pioneer, two entirely fresh archetypes on the horizon. So maybe that's going to be an interesting place for the format to be. Maybe we're going to see more counterspells. I don't think we're going to see counterspells as much as we're going to see. There's a couple of things that people have tried to do as this anti-discover tech. Uh, Dranith Magistrate was flagged earlier today in our Discord by one of our mods. Uh, Damping Sphere has also come up for conversation and as we're going to talk about, uh, one of the cards that's really jumped on Magic Online is Tishana's Tidebinder, which is a counterspell for the Discover trigger, which will stop the whole thing cold and give you a creature. Exactly. So, moving on over to top paper movers. Let's see what's happening. Heroic Intervention Extended Arts out of Doctor Who, 6 to $8, 33% gains there on the S-tier EDH staple and people's presumption that Doctor Who has more or less been opened as much as it will be. Sauron the Dark Lord borderless poster art out of the Lord of the Rings Holiday Edition, 45 to 70 after bigger gains the week before. It's probably considered the best of the poster cards and has been under significant pressure pushing it up 55%. We also have Gilded Goose Foil Extended Arts out of the original Eldraine. Got that listed incorrectly here. Foil's going 10 to 18. It's a strong food card. It also shows up in Black Green Yawgmoth decks in Modern. We have Raise the Palisade, Showcase Scrolls version out of the Holiday Lord of the Rings release, Non-Foils, going 9 to 15, that's 67% gains. Might not have heard of this card if you don't play EDH, but over on EDH Rec, this is the second most played Lord of the Rings Commander card at 16,000 decks reported so far, and the art on the Showcase Scrolls version is quite nice. It is real nice, you're right about that. We also have Vodalian Hexcatcher EAs out of Dominaria United going $2.50 to $4, 60% gains on the black back of blue-green Merfolk making a reappearance in Pioneer. And there's also a decent amount of Merfolk uh, lists being built with all the new Merfolk cards out of the Caverns of Ixalan release uh, coming from the EDH demand side of things. Your selection of Tenza Goto's Mall was clearly picked off by the Pro Traders. Foils going 8 to 15, 87% gains from Cliff's pick last week. Hopefully there will be a settled plateau there that'll let people get out cleanly. Pyrohemia is a combo with one of the new uh, cards in Caverns of Ixalan, and the foils have gone 30 to 60. I think it's a dino combo, right? With the, the dinosaurs that get enraged is that correct the ones that right. get when they Enra- this is one of the easiest ways around to trigger enrage and it was also really big with the 40k commander whose name i forget that whenever you deal one damage it gears an extra two Gearson. yeah yeah so there's been a couple of reasons for this to get popular and it just has not been reprinted and it's in the future site frame so it looks neat it's got a lot of things going for it monster manual out of 
collect Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate, five to ten dollars in non foils, good with the dinos. I think we we had a call on this a few months back, if I'm not mistaken. Tashana's Tide Binder, we talked about uh, its ability to counter discover triggers, and as a result, this rare, freshly freshly released, has gone five to eleven dollars even in non foil. Those are going to be uh, that's going to be a card I flip out of as quickly as possible. Yeah, an imprint rare. Uh, get you know, get out while the getting's good. Um, and before, you know, they might do some. They have a window to do an emergency ban, right? I suppose they do. I don't think that's where we're headed, but I guess we'll see. I don't think so either. But you know, that is something that might uh, encourage people to move fast. I mean, those collector boosters were announced to land late and are not yet in people's hands altogether so far. Don't think they're going to want to ban stuff people haven't even cracked yet. <laughs> we have that. new frontiers out of Odyssey, original foils from some years ago, going 12 to $30. It's the OG printing, uh, and in pretty good with land shenanigans in EDH. We have Ripple of Potential out of the Lord of the Rings, uh, sorry, the Ixalan uh, commander cards. This is the one that leans into proliferate really hard and helps the tracks out. Just non-foil versions going four to ten dollars. Easy early targeting uh, as one of the top EDH cards from that subset. And but the EAs are still going for seven dollars, so I'm not really buying this. If I if I crack yeah. some of these and I can flip them anywhere near ten, I'll be doing that. It's a good card, but it's going to get cheaper. Yep, much cheaper. Dinosaurs on a spaceship. Extended Art Surge foils at a Doctor Who foils going 16 to 50. That's 212% gains on Dino Hype. Pretty sure we've talked about that card on cast a couple times. Goring Ceratops out of Ixalan, original Ixalan, foils 250 to $16. That's 540% gains again on Dino Hype as people build out their Dinosaur Commander decks. Yep, it wouldn't have been one of the dinosaurs I picked, but there we are. It was a rare way back win, and whenever it attacks, everybody gains double strike, so party on. Over on Magic Online, it was all about that shakeup in Pioneer. Quintorius Canned went 4.2 ticks to 26 tickets, 513% gains. Mag- Magma Opus at a Strixhaven, 0.81 to 5.16 tickets, 537% gains. And Tishana's Tide Binder going 3.56 tickets to 25.77. That's over 600% gains. And yeah, if people notice those early on, you know, you, you ran into the deck of the tournament and it destroyed you and you just dropped from the tournament and went and bought a bunch of these, you'd probably be doing pretty well. <laughs> you won even if you lost. I, I, lo- I like that mentality. There you go. Okay, moving on over to cards to watch. One of the cards that I was checking on based on that Pioneer deck was Eldritch Evolution, which is already you know, seen in a variety of modern and Pioneer decks here and there. It's in 5% of all green decks on EDH Rec, 77,000 decks reported total. And it has a secret layer that is in production that hasn't even been delivered yet. But the version I'm looking at, despite that, is the Eldritch Evolution RCQ promo borderless foil that only went to, I believe it was either winners or top eight uh, participants of the RCQ season, which finished in August, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, it looks like it was an April to August release pattern. 
and the Eldritch Revolution non-foil versions were earned by top finishers and local qualifiers, and the traditional foils will be available to players who earn invitations to their respective regional championship at qualifier events. Uh, so definitely less than a few thousand of those in the world. Could be in the hundreds. And there's very relatively few left on TCG Player. If we take a look at total listings, we're talking about 20. There's a handful of copies under $40. So I'm calling it around 35. And I would not be surprised at all to see these dry up in the face of this new deck that wants four times copies of Eldritch Evolution. Piggybacking on the persistent EDH demand to drive these from 30 to 60 just on over absolute rarity. I mean, this makes perfect sense. We haven't gotten them all in hand yet. There'll be a chance you can get some cheap from somebody just looking to get out. There's going to be a burst of them available when these events happen, right? And then there's going to be none. So this seems like a like a real easy call. I, I didn't even know this was a card. But this will absolutely be a thing. And even if something happens to this particular combo, there will be other combos with the stupid card. And it's got the commander demand. So yeah, this seems like a, a winner all around. And this is a, an excellent pick. I'm real impressed. So why are we going after delete surge foils from Doctor Who? Because it's a ridiculously unfair card. And I think that with... Like you said, Doctor Who, we've probably opened most of what we're going to open. There might be time for somebody to crack a pallet and dump a last batch on us. But right now, uh, we could pick up deletes in Surge Foil for around $4.50 on TCG Player. And it's already got low stock. If you look it up on the uh, on TCG Player, there's only 78 vendors. Nobody has four copies. I'm sorry, one person has four copies. And so there, there's just not any huge stacks yet. Uh, I fully admit there might be room for it, but it is a card that is more difficult to reprint, although it doesn't actually say Daleks or anything like that on it. It's just a real unfair card for any artifact-based deck because it deals damage to all non-artifact creatures in each player. Uh, do you have this in Brea? No, but it's entirely reasonable to put it there. The, my concern yeah. with this is that it's not. It's only in one percent of decks reported since its release, seventeen hundred and forty-eight sure. total. And I think this is going to be true of at least five or ten cards out of the Doctor Who set. They're really good. People just aren't paying attention. So if, entirely possible. So, I personal copy of a Surge Foil Delete, two or three copies at three bucks a piece for decks, hundred percent. This is a spec. I want to see the drain going on to justify that currently we're looking at onesie twosie copies per day which is about what we want if we're looking at a 20 50 100 card not as exciting when we're looking at three dollar card like this is an entirely accessible premium version of a new card right this has never been printed before and Brand new card it's a basically one-sided uh meat hook massacre in the right deck it is narrow narrowly associated with with artifact decks and one of the problems that would be in play here is that if we look at the best commanders of the past week we're talking ur dragon atraxa lathril sauron wilhelt kinnon henzi ishin and aragorn miriam number 10 prosper yuriko nekasar thalia tivolt none of those decks care about artifact creatures there is that i'll give you that 
So I, I think this is a, a really solid pickup alongside a whole bunch of other Doctor Who cards in terms of deck upgrades for folks. I don't know how long it's going to take for this to be a spec. Now, that said, Surge Foils have been targeted nonstop for the last year from 40k. There's one or two of them on our list every week, even if we don't mention them. So this might well be targeted as well. But a lot of the times those targetings are based on the EDH rec numbers, as far as I can tell. And I'm just not seeing those. All right. That's legit. I accept your criticism. By contrast, I think we could look at Heroic Intervention, Foil Extended Art Surge Foils from Doctor Who, currently at $9, so triple the price of the deletes, but a tried and true S-tier staple for EDH with much lower inventory. If we look at this one and take a look at how it's doing, the Surge Foil Extended Arts are at... Let me just see here... Yeah, the Heroic Intervention Surge Foils started around six seven dollars looks like yeah they got to a low point of around 550 yeah so we got 51 listings left of those nobody has particularly deep inventory on those either and there's a decent ramp forming heroic intervention we saw the extended art go six to eight dollars this week on our top paper movers for the foil version to go the surge foil version to Follow that same train of thought seems very likely to me, given any amount of time. And I think it's also the kind of thing where this is this is one of the ones where vendors may go ahead and target it and just hollow out the inventory, setting up room for a new plateau. The only fly in this particular ointment is that for it to get to $20, there's a lot of other versions that have to hit 20 Yes, this is... You know, Extended Art Surge Foil is really neat. There's a etched foil from Commander Masters. And, you know, we've gotten other art versions in uh, Tales in the, the Lord of the Rings. And then we had another one in Forgotten Realms. But uh, there's a lot that have to go up in price. I'm fully willing to believe that, like, if the etched foil from Commander Masters is already at 17, the Surge Foil can definitely get there considering how much... Uh, smaller the stock is for doctor who cards so i i think this will get there there's just it's going to drag up a lot of other things along with it if that makes sense i'm not sure i agree with that logic they with premium cards it's possible that it can be replaced by a better version so for instance if in the case of the eldritch evolution secret layer foil if everybody likes that so so much more than the rcq then it could only be rarity hunters that go after the rcq version and then becomes a pure rarity play with Heroic Intervention, it's funny you mentioned the foil etch from Commander Masters, because Commander Masters isn't Double Masters 2022, which came out a few years back. It's this year, just a couple months ago. But it, looking at those foil etch, they're already carved down to 14 listings. No more than two copies in anybody's hands except, well, only one vendor has two. Everybody else only has one left. And they start at 16 17 but the direct price is 24 so foil-etched Heroic Intervention from Commander Masters from just a couple months ago is actually looking like it's headed for 30 to 40 because there's just no copies in existence. Okay. I see that, yeah. And as such, I, I think the Doctor Who can will end up being targeted for being a surge foil, which I think people see as different, special, better than, say, foil extended art. Now, personally double sleeving decks all the time i i find the surge foils are hard to read and especially because we play a lot of webcam 
EDH around here, the search foils are not better because they have weird reflections. So a case can be made that from a collector perspective, they're better, but from a play perspective, they're functionally definitely worse. Uh, and as a result, I would imagine that this will still see pressure, but may not compete with specific other versions. Okay. Uh, I, I don't think people care that much. I mean, I'm I'm looking for uh, when we finally get this uh, Hydra secret layer online to with all these entirely tiny lines of text that I can't wait to put these stupid cards in my commander decks. I don't care how hard it is to read. So I, I see what you're saying about we would prefer things to be more legible. But, you know, when we have a sweet card, we, we want the sweet card. And we're pretty programmed on the surge foils being, if not the sweetest, very close to the sweetest version. The funny thing about Heroic Intervention is, I don't think it has a great piece of art, period, yet. No, it really doesn't. I don't like this Doctor Who art at all, but we all do what we can. Probably the best one is the one on the Commander Lord of the Rings version. They're sitting at around $9 in non-foil. And, but the thing about magic art is, often when you have this high detail art, it doesn't really come across cleanly in the small text box if you look at the art card version of that art it's stunning yeah a lot of magic art deserves to be at much larger size yeah all right tell me about lorian revealed showcase foils well uh this is something i mentioned in an article a couple of weeks ago and now that the lord of the rings holiday edition is out uh we can get showcase versions of lorian revealed a card which uh, was pretty expensive in foil, in the, the regular foils, but we, we knew that there was going to be a lot of Lord of the Rings coming. Now with this edition, this is the only special version of Lorien Revealed. Uh, they're probably, get, uh, we've sort of hit on the fact that we they may or may not be able to reprint these Lord of the Rings cards due to IP and the contract that they have. But right now you can pick up foils of the Showcase Scrolls version uh, for just around uh, you know $7, and right now you can see if I bring it up on TCG, there's only 32 people who have copies available. Nobody has a uh, significant quantity, and quite frankly, this is, this is where you want to start getting in because it's unlikely to go much lower. We know how good it is in modern. You can go find a Mystic Sanctuary and get the stupid card back on top of your library if you really want. So this is special art. It's sweet. It's shiny. Uh, if you want to go for the non-foils, that would be totally valid as well. But I would start off with the foil versions. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I think that because these are a common uh, and the showcase, the common showcase scroll foils. How many slots have access to them in the new CBs? I believe it's two. Let me look real quick. Yep, there are three slots for it. No, I'm sorry. Uh, two slots with uh, foils and two slots for non-foils. Gotcha. So they're relatively common, but there's no draft or set booster copies to supplement. the. I would imagine we know that the total print run of the holiday release was smaller, significantly smaller than the summer release. And so the fanciest version being in the smaller release, that's probably a pretty good thing in the long term. We've got a ways to go on this card, given that it's a common, but it's played all over the place. 
in modern and EDH, so and even legacy, so that bodes well for it. And I would imagine that these will probably get there slowly over time. The ramp already looks real. Yeah, it's it's going to take fifty collector boosters to give you one non foil or like it or one non foil because one foil uh, or non got a hundred. Yeah, so you're four percent to get any Lorian revealed in a particular command, uh, collector booster special edition, and if you want specifically a foil, it's going to be every fifty collector boosters. Alrighty, moving on over to our weekly topics. Uh, one of the things I wanted to cover is a yet another clothing retailer, hipster clothing retailer. Uh, the first one being Brain Dead. Uh, now we're talking about Teddy Fresh. TeddyFresh.com has put up a Magic: The Gathering collection, and a couple of these items have already sold out. There was a pretty cool looking mana symbol uh, beanie, like a winter hat. Uh, for $35 that is already sold out a few hours in. There is also a really cool-looking surgical extraction long-sleeve dress shirt that looks like it is completely sold out in all sizes. Those were $100. That's a sweet counterspell tee. I'm digging the patches jacket. I think that's pretty cool. Debating whether I would wear it enough to justify I like the mana cardigan that has the same pattern as the beanie, but one of the things that is annoying about some of these sales, bothers me anyway, I don't know if other people care, is when they do something premium like that, but it's not all cotton or all wool, like that one has a ton of synthetics in it, and I'm not into synthetic sweaters, they tend to get hot as shit. (laughs) especially if you're like shoulder to shoulder with the big guys at your lgs on a friday night you're sweating up a storm i don't think you want to be wearing that thing in with 50 percent polyester no i i agree with you on that this uh liliana the dark realms that they took the art from the uh completely black and white version Mm -hmm. that looks cool the morophon t-shirt not everybody's going to be able to pull that off, but that's a great example of fantastic art that does much better on a larger canvas. Yeah, you're right about the uh, surgical extraction. They've got two different views for soulless one. Like they, they know the zombie players want to get there. I'm debating the soulless one waffle long sleeve. I think that can be done well when paired with the right outfit. The Bone Splinters tee is pretty cool. I don't think the I could pull it off. The Bone Splinters one, yeah. Yeah, it's, that's a great like expression of the art. Don't think I could pull it off on the day-to-day. I mean, I can wear it at the skate park, but I've got better options. So, yeah, this, half, is, this, is, a pre- half polyester, yeah. this is a uh, pretty co- cool drop overall. I, I'm happy to see more, more of this stuff in the market. It goes to show you that the average Magic player is in their peak earning years. <laughs> when, you, when you start to see $100 <laughs> shirts coming out on a regular basis, you know that you're dealing with a greater and greater percentage of 30 to 55-year-olds. I mean, you're looking at a T-shirt that's $65. You're know, like, I would wear this to the Grand Prix to show off, and they'd be like, dude, that's a sweet shirt. And you'd be like, I know, isn't it awesome? And then, yes, we are, we are all in uh, peak Magic Boomer. There's also a couple of new things that Wizard of the Barge launched last week, including a Magic the Gathering hoodie. Oh, yeah. I, I saw this with the uh, cards on the sleeve mm-hmm. and nicely uh, glowing. This would look real cool if you hang out at a spot that ever does a blacklight. It's going to be a winner. Yeah, it's pretty sick. So I'm still looking at a couple of those barge things as well. Just for people to know, that's at wizardofbarge.com. They also got $100 daggers. 
if you're into that sort of thing. The other thing that was revealed today was the latest Secret Layer, Secret Versary 2023, because Secret Layers were originally released uh, November, I think, three years ago, if I'm not mistaken. It was either three or four. And I haven't taken a, mm-hmm. a super deep look at these yet because they were just uh, announced a couple hours ago. But off the cuff, there's a bunch of really fantastic art sets here with a bunch of very mediocre cards or niche cards for EDH purposes only. The one that jumped out at me as being most likely to be a gainer is the Through the Wormhole, which comes in regular and galaxy foil. And I don't think you can go wrong here because if you only pick up a low volume of them, you can always just throw these in decks if they don't end up being uh, financially solvent. Art on the Arcane Signet, Lightning Greaves, Soul Ring, Thought Vessel, and Command Tower is all absolutely top tier. It's all by Danny Pendergast. And they have done an absolutely fantastic job on these. This is some excellent, excellent art. And It really is. It's Is this 50 or 60? Do you remember off the top of your head? It's 50, I believe. I think they announced that it was 40 on the website, but the cost on secretlayer.com is currently at 49.99. So th- they did another Galaxy Foil edition last year and those are at 80 bucks right now. So I have a feeling that these are probably even though the the base value of the five cards involved is relatively low, you have to keep in mind that the premium versions of many of those cards is not low. They're worth quite a lot of money when they're rare enough or cool enough. And the, the yeah. art on these is fantastic. So I would imagine this will be a popular drop after, you know, vis-a-vis FOMO after release. Going through the others. Now keep in mind, too, uh, if you, you know, listen to this cast early on, uh, they are offering 10% off through next Monday. So if you decide that you want to do this, like if you're here with me in California, you know, your sales tax is going to be 10%. It always stings real bad. So now you can get yourself, you know, a little bit of a discount. Makes it hurt not quite so bad. This will be available for quite some time. They've they've got 36 days on the timer. But if you want to get it at a little bit of a discount, you got to make your decisions quickly. One of the calculations I usually do for the pro trader is to see what the max discount on offer is. And it usually hovers around 16 or 17%. But their goodie bag loaded with everything bundle, which is one of all of the foil and non-foil versions, is $4.99 this time, not $659.82. And that's without the 10% off. So that would be a 24% discount. And then if you get 10% off, then you're getting it for $449.91. And compared to the base price of $659.82, you'd be looking at a 32% discount, which starts to get pretty close to a wholesale margin that shops can feel okay about. I mean, the only things in this drop that you'd feel a little bad about is in the the mega mega bundle would be the uh, two sets of snow covered lands but the snow covered lands the pixel ones are among some of the the secret layer lands that have done the best most of the lands have just been flops and these are you know they're pretty i don't know if they're going to be as popular as the pixelated ones but at least you're getting something that doesn't have a whole lot of versions out there the only thing i would be doing for the WPN network, if I was Wizards, to add additional support 
for these is if they're not going to put pictures of the cards that are contained on the outside of the boxes, which seems unlikely given them using unified packaging all the time, they should at least be giving out promo materials that can be put into a special binder. So give give mm-hmm. the retailers a secret layer catalog where they get like one plastic page that shows off the cards that are available in every bundle that's sent to them quarterly in chronological order or whatever as these things are released so that they can have them in stock and then people can flip through them and be like, oh, oh, we're cool. I want this kitties one from 2021. Do you have it on the shelf? Yes, we have it at $99.99. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I'll take that. Like, help them. <laughs> make it so I hope that, they're listening. That is a really good idea. Make it so vendors can sell these things easily. Like, if you don't put, provide marketing support for white boxes, then they will rot on shelves for anybody who's not deeply familiar. And these are very much impulse purchase items. And yeah, the kind of person that's going to impulse purchase them probably doesn't care what the original price was, especially in countries outside the U.S. where there might have been ridiculous shipping charges tacked on top. There's a bunch of different bundles here. I'll get into it in more detail uh, in the Discord over the next couple of days. But we can go through some of the, the the actual drops. The Tomb Raider one, we talked about Lara, who's the only new card in her drop last week. The rest of that drop are Lara Croft-themed versions of Search for Azkanta, on the back side of that, she gets to encounter a dinosaur, so that's cute. Anger of the Gods, Bow of Nylea, Shadow Spear, so another Shadow Spear printing, Academy Ruins, and a Treasure Token. Hard to, hard for me to say how these are going to do. I put these kind of in the same category as Fallout, where the people that like Tomb Raider are very much like Tomb Raider and have a lot of nostalgia around it, and the people that have never played those games don't, probably don't care at all. That sounds about right. I mean, these are useful cards uh there was a time where search for Escanto was a big 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 card but most of these have had their time and and they go and none of these are terrible it's just that none of them are super popular at the moment what's the cheapest shadow spear these days the cheapest shadow spear is uh having just been printed as a tales of middle earth ltc card yeah, it's in Surge Foil and stuff. I guess the list... Eh, it's still pre- there, there is no cheap version of Shadow Spear is the answer. They are about $20. So if you think that Lara can hold 10 by herself and Shadow Spear can hold 20 outside of a, a standard set reprint, which is very unlikely because Shadow Spear is, references a very specific thing. So it could make it into a subset somewhere, but can't be a main printing in, in the current lore structure. I, it's possible the Tomb Raider will surprise people in non-foil. Could could end up being a gainer. Uh, wouldn't be wouldn't surprise me for it to sell for thirty with the ten percent discount makes it twenty seven, and then later you get out at them at forty five or something. Yeah, Minus you could do that shipping. as long as your your shipping and your tax isn't too bad. Although your your um, it's it's not thirty. The uh, base version, even the non-foil, is forty. Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah, it's forty and fifty. Uh, I guess they to accommodate the licensing fees, presumably. But whether or not that's justifiable is another discussion. Uh, there's also Secret Layer times Jurassic World. Life breaks free. These are five dinosaurs: Tyrannosaurus Rex, Velociraptor, Indominus Rex, Triceratops, and Spinosaurus. The cards involved are Atali, Primal Storm, Rampaging Ferocidon, Polyraptor, Wayward Swordtooth, and Regisaur Alpha. So. 
in theory all popular in the uh assorted dinosaur decks that are popular right now this is another one of those secret layers that's you know just a gift if you have a dinosaur deck and if you don't play dinosaurs you won't care it's just like the hydras and the zombies and uh the dragons that they've done so this is you know pretty neat and it's it can be a little hard to figure out which is the because they're all slightly different they all put mana costs and text in different spots but these are you know if you like dinosaurs you're on board and if you don't then uh you, you don't really care the funny thing is polyraptor has been pushed up original printing at arrivals of ixalan had never had a reprint till now and had been pushed up over 30 so even if that mm-hmm. collapses down to 10 this this may still be a gainer as well especially if there's a bonus card in here that they haven't revealed that's of of note just the fact that they're dinosaurs and there's a Triceratops and a Tyrannosaurus Rex leads me to believe this has a solid shot at being a gainer as well. I wouldn't underestimate yeah, dinosaurs. It, you should never underestimate dinosaurs. You never, never should. There's also a Ian, Dr. Ian Malcolm themed release that I think is meme worthy for sure. It's got Laboratory Maniac, Tasha's Hideous Laughter, Tassiger the Golden Fang, Atla Polani, Nest Tender, and an Egg Token. The Ian Convalescent Charmer slash Tassiger is him with his shirt off, looking way buffer than he ever did in real life. And oh, he looked pretty good in the original and it's, one. And it's when- and it's funny because this is kind of the this is the pose that Tassiger famously had on his own card. So yes. having him in it absolutely like if i had a binder full of cool secret layer cards i would add this this ian convalescent charmer to it it's just too good but in terms of needing these cards meh the the art on the rest of them is very throwaway the hideous laughter the laboratory maniac they're kind of done in a cartoon style ditto the atla Polani. not dying to own any of those it's not the same level of care that went into the princess bride release um, there's a Tales of the Time Stoppers. This is all extra turn cards. It's funny, people were just debating with me on Twitter this week about why Nexus of Fate as a reprint is more important than Fetchlands. Which is... Because <laughs> it's still never seemed, been in non-foil. Yeah, so what? Like, how often does that even... Is that well, actually Well, not anymore. Yeah, well, I mean... It was a problem, though. For a very short period of time. Yeah, until they banned it. Beacon of Tomorrow's, Nexus of Fate, Time Reversal, and Time Stop, all with very cool art. Uh, But none of these cards are in super high demand, so I wouldn't imagine that this will be a big deal gainer. Even out of the cards that give you extra turns, most of these don't see a lot of play in EDH. I, I can't remember any of these being tabled against me except maybe a Nexus of Fate at some point this year. Yeah, the thing is, is that Beacon of Tomorrow shuffles itself in, plus it's eight mana. Nexus of Fate goes to the bottom of your library. Time Reversal exiles exiles itself. Time Stop does not have that effect, but you don't actually get an extra turn. You just end the current one. So all of these are printed with the, the modern philosophy of they can't just be in the graveyard for you to uh, bring back to your hand and cast all over again, whatever methodology you like to use to do that. Bottom line, there's no time warp in here. Yeah. So I think I would probably skip on that one. There's a Mycosynth Wave, which looks very underwhelming. The art's cool, but it's Mycosynth Golem, Mycosynth Lattice, and Mycosynth Wellspring. I would imagine Lattice 
is the only thing worth anything there. No, the Golem's a $30 card. Because it gives all your artifact creature spells affinity for artifacts. And it's never been reprinted until now? It's on the list, but even the list copy is $30 from when it was on the list. That's going to collapse hard, though. It probably is, yes. It's, the a, list fi- traditionally... it was a, it's a fifth Dawn card that didn't get a reprint other outside of the list. Got it. So right. this is not not going to hold <laughs> hold the interest oh. because Gollum is just... I'm surprised that Lattice is as expensive as it is. Mycosynth, Gollum... Yeah, Lattice is a $10 card. ...is in 15,000 decks totals, which is effectively 0% of the colorless cards. I, I'm not loving it. That, that's going to be a pass for me. I do like Through the Wormhole, as I said. Showcase the Lost Caverns of Ixalan is a pattern forming in Secret Layers where when they revisit a plane, they take cards that have previously been released on that plane that aren't present in the new set, and they give you them in Secret Layer form using the showcase uh, approach from the set itself. So you do get very cool versions here of Captain Lannery Storm, Admiral Beckett Brass, Alenda the Dusk Rose, Kumena, Tyrant of Araska, and Vona Butcher of Magan. These are the best versions of these cards now, but none of them are particularly expensive or particularly high demand. So this is kind of a buy them if you're going to play them kind of scenario as far as I'm concerned. There's a new set of Snowlands with some cute creatures on them. I have un- underestimated cute stuff in Magic Secret Layer releases <laughs> plenty of times already, so I may as well go for 100. Just seeing how cute are they. There's a reindeer baby with four horns on a mountain and a forest with a cute looking fox. I would imagine that this could be a surprise hit. This could be the kind of thing where not enough of them sell up front and they're hard to find in a couple of years. I was going to say that this is what I was talking about where the pixel snow art we didn't expect to, to sell for the kind of money that it does. But the, the pixel versions are, you know, $10 each. And so, uh, and some of the the early secret lair drop uh, snowlands are expensive as well. So this could be sneaky good, especially if you're getting the entire bundle, the huge bundle bundle. So I I wouldn't be shocked, but I'm definitely not going to buy any copies of this. The foil etched snow covered swamp from Pixel Snowlands JPEG release is twenty dollars. Right. I just clicked on planes, so. I'm sure uh, Snow Covered Mountain is the most expensive. I think it's Swamp, actually. Uh, Pixel. Oh, interesting. Pixel Mountain. Let me just see. Yeah, yeah. The mountains in foil are eight dollars. Pretty, pretty similar to the uh, oil slicks, where the swamps are the are the top uh, seller as well. Hmm. Gift wrapped is the final drop here. This one has just kind of like funky, cute, kind of sixty at sixties esque. Art, Giver of Runes, Distant Melody, Cathartic Reunion, Moments Peace, Homeward Path, Total Snooze. Oh, you don't see what this is, do you? What is it? This is a wrapping paper. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's like an ugly wrapping paper, like pattern kind of thing. Yeah, yeah but the, the style is, in, this is how they did it in the 60s. Like, this is like the way that oh, like, I see what you're saying. Yeah. 60s advertising looked if it was like generated at the Mad Men era. So... That one looks like Snooze Fest Central to me. And it's hard to read those. Yeah. The bundles don't have the right combination of things as far as I can tell. I guess the 
best bundle is probably the one with Lara Croft and the Galaxy Foils and the Time cards because they at least they have great art. But they do give you a lot of options on the bundles, it's true. And so the non-foil version of the adventuring would bring it down to $68 instead of $99.97. And that's 32% off as well. So that that big discount with the 10% off stacking, if you do it this week, carries from the biggest bundles down to the smallest. So I think it's probably Lara Croft's Adventuring Bundle and Non-Foil Edition. That makes the most sense to pick up. 32% off there probably gets you there. What's what's your number for the foil edition? Because like the galaxy foil of the those five commander staples is really where I'd want to be. I'm fond of the galaxy treatment from Unfinity. Uh, that's thirty percent. That's doable. You're you're right. That is close to a distributor number. So we may see, and with with those sorts of discounts, we may see uh, a lot of. You know, people who, who do the vending, they, they might decide that I can go in for a, a larger number and get the percentages off and just play the odds and play the time. It's a tricky season, though, because this is a the leading up to the holidays. Uh, the vendors are starting to maneuver into being cash uh, rich as, as they get through a big chunk of their holiday sales. But people are pulling back on personal purchases because they are buying Christmas presents for other people. So could ba- you know, could balance off and end up being a relatively similar release pattern to any other time of the year. Do you have any early thoughts about what you'd end up buying? Mm, I think it's those I think it's the bundle. The I probably get two or three of the foil and non-foil um Lara Croft's adventuring bundle. I think I'm going to get just I'm I'm probably on just personal stuff at this point for most secret layers and I I think I'm going to get some of the some of the wormhole and some of the Jurassic World is where I'm leaning towards but like I said we've got uh about a week to make those 10% decisions and that's enough of a discount to make me hurry up and think. I mean my daughter loves dinosaurs to the point of unreasonability so the like everybody's kid so buying everybody's the, kid loves dinosaurs buying the, the thing with tyrannosaurus and triceratops is just going to be hard to go wrong yeah Alrighty, where can uh, folks find you online my friend you can find me online on twitter at word of commander or my articles every friday on mtgprice.com and you folks can find me on twitter at mtg critic as well as via my occasional articles on mtgprice.com and my constant haunting of our pro trader discord i'd also like to remind our listeners to check out the mtgprice.com pro trader service for just 9.99 a month or 109.99 per year you can get early access to this podcast fantastic articles by the best mtg finance minds in the business low cost group buys and a super active discord forum that will drive better returns and save you money playing magic the gathering we launched a really cool group buy the other day that I can't tell any of you anything about, but it's a really Shh. good time to come in I'll and be a pro you. trader. I'll put you that way. Don't tell. T- just shush. Shush. We're sworn to secrecy, sir. All right. Go ahead. 
I do uh, want to remind everybody that MTG Fast Finance is proudly sponsored by Cool Stuff, Inc., where you can find all sorts of cool, nerdy stuff in stock, including all the best in Magic the Gathering singles, sealed product, and a plethora of other collectibles. Please use the promo code FINANCE5, that's finance with the number 5, during checkout at CoolStuffInc.com to save 5% off your order and support this podcast. That's it for today, James, but we got so much more coming for next week, too. Thank you, Cliff. Thank you to all the listeners, and we will see all of you next week on another episode of MTG Fast Finance. <laughs>